Welcome to What's Your Beef? What's Your Beef is proudly supported by Suncorp Bank, helping local producers through the ups and downs since 1902. Each week we will introduce you to people working in the beef industry and some of the characters that help deliver the iconic event that is Beef Australia. Hello, I'm Jane Cudahy and this is What's Your Beef, proudly supported by the Suncorp Bank. The Cinnamon family have been stalwarts of the Queensland beef industry for generations, a love of the Santa Gertrudas breed running strong. Rob Cinnamon hasn't missed a Beef Australia event since it started and could possibly win the prize for being one of the event's biggest fans. Now, as the general manager of Bar Pastoral Company, he's lucky enough to not only breed cattle as his day job, but as his hobby too, as his wife Lorraine and son Andrew run Robin Lee Santa Catrudas. Rob, you know, you've come from a very long line of, of cattle producers in, in Queensland. Where did you grow up and how did you first sort of realise that you, you wanted to stay or be part of the beef industry? Jane, I guess as long as I can remember being involved in the Australian beef industries all I ever wanted to do and uh, originated in the in the Brisbane Valley. I was born in Esk um, and the Cinnamon family uh, had property at Bryden initially, which was resumed by the Wyvernate Dam about 1970, 1974. As a family, uh, my, my parents um, purchased more country in the Brisbane Valley at, at Harlan, further up the river, and then later on at, at um, Tagulawa. And then uh, in later years, also between Roma and Tarum, a property called Picadou. So that was, I guess, the start, the, the earlier years of uh, my involvement in the industry. But then you, you've also got quite a bit of accreditation and, I guess, formal education in agriculture too. So I guess it's, it was more than just a love of cows and, and that sort of beef industry. You really wanted to, to make a real go of it. If you're passionate about something, it's easy, easy to do it to the best of your, your abilities. And um, I, I guess I live and breathe uh, beef cattle and the industry as a whole um, and um, uh, hopefully through that passion, we, we hopefully do some of it well as, along the way. Well, I think one of the most amazing facts about, about you, Rob, is that, that the Cinnamon family won the interbreed champion cow at Beef 88, and that was significant in, in more than a few ways. So can you remember that event and what happened? I guess Beef 88 was probably the the calling that had been beef producers throughout Australia had been looking for for a number of years where there was a an opportunity for a forum to to bring like-minded people in the industry and the com- commercial producers, seed stock producers, processors right through the supply chain, agents, animal health, and, and bringing everyone through to a, to a, to a single place uh, at a in one time. And I think. Beef 88, uh, all those years ago, was the, the first uh, first attempt of at that, um, and obviously uh, it was it was a great event that uh, I guess has cemented its um, its place on the calendar ever since. And uh, fondly um, having the the opportunity to have, to have won the the interbreed um, grand champion cow at at that inaugural event was uh, was one of those lifetime uh, moments that. Uh, I will always cherish, and I know the Cinnamon family will always cherish as as one of those really special moments uh, for, for us. And why was that? What do you remember? Were you in the, were the ring with the particular cow? Yeah, yeah. So uh, my wife and I uh, were, were both in the ring with the cow, the cow and calf, and uh, 
from memory, it was a unanimous decision at that time uh, from all the interbreed judges uh, for the cow called Robin Nightingale to 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 win the interbreed champion cow, and that was uh, it was just a, one of those really great feelings that um, uh, has stayed with me all those years, um, and um, added the fondness uh, and the fond memories that that come about with the Beef Australia events ever since. Well, so as you say, it was the inaugural event um, and, you know, it's got such beef, the beef event has such an international and, and certainly national flavour. Now, what was it like at that first event? How many people were there? Did you have people from all over the, the country? Um, and, you know, you said that, that it was a really fantastic feeling when, when you won the Interbreed, but it must there must have been a real um, buzz or, or positivity around it. Yeah, Jane. I think buzz is the right word. It was every everyone uh, was excited. Uh, there was a, quite a bit of the unknown um, with the event coming coming forward, and certainly the tribute must be paid to those uh, as people that that actually put the event together in the first instance. And uh, uh, everyone was was uh, excited to be there. There was the it was one of those first opportunities to to really celebrate the Australian beef industry on a, on a national scale. And, and, and I think uh, just seeing people from, from all states in the country and territories uh, converge on Rockhampton and, and uh, enjoy and, and soak up everything about, about beef was just one of those really amazing events that you know, has continued to grow ever since. Now, you were working with the family business at that time with, um, with Seedstock you since have crossed the border um, over over into New South Wales. What has your career entailed? What what have you um, what are you doing now? And you, how did you get there? Yeah, so there's probably a saying on reference to crossing the border into New South Wales that uh, you can take the boy out of Queensland, but you can't take the Queensland, Queenslander out of the boy. And probably in my case, that probably probably really does apply. Um, you're forever a cane toad, Rob. You're always a cane yeah, toad. Yeah, yeah, there's some things that just <laughs> does, doesn't get out of your system. But uh, yep, so proudly still a Queenslander at heart. Through to, I was in a, a, a family partnership um, in the Brisbane Valley and, and then uh, later between Rama and Taroom uh, with, with our family operation called Robin Lee, Santa Gertruda Stud. And um, uh, I, I suppose like many many rural families uh, um, succession planning was something that we as a family probably didn't get entirely right um, and um, as a consequence that saw me uh, cross the border into the deep dark south and uh, and I joined the uh, joined the Meyer family um, and uh, became general manager of uh, Yugabar Pastoral Company in 2002 so that that was sort of the start of a uh, a new era for me that uh, uh, 19 years on, um, we've certainly enjoyed the certainly enjoyed the journey. Well, and you're still very passionate about that seed sock uh, side of things. So, uh, you know, and you and your wife uh, Lorraine have your own uh, Santa Gertruda stud, the uh, Riverina, with I think your son as well. So, why was it always so important to to keep you sort of some skin in the game in terms of of that side of things? Yeah, I, good question, and, and I suppose because. Uh, Having been in a family partnership for for 25 years, and then um, crossing to the other side to to uh, to work for for a well-known family and operation um, was a was a game changer for me. Um, but uh, being able to uh, 
and certainly I pay tribute to the Meyer family for permitting me to do so in, in these later years, um, run our own run our own in this our, our own business, our own cattle uh, has always been something that uh, gives us um, some satisfaction. But uh, but Yugobar Pastoral Company certainly is our premier number one daytime job, and uh, we live it and breathe it 24 hours a day. Yeah, I, I completely understandably, and I think you know I do want to, if if you permit, because um, succession planning and when things don't go the way that you want them to, or, or it's expected, it, it can take a toll in so many different ways. So, if you don't mind, when when that didn't plan out the way that you imagined, and you did have to completely reassess your career after spending that long in a family business, what was it like? then um, because you've obviously got a lot of credentials and experience going and working for another family business and, and what kind of skills overlapped there and really helped you? So I guess probably uh, the skill sets that I brought to Yugobar was my, I suppose, my uh, seed stock experience and to an extent my farming experience in, in, um, in uh, more intensive in, and uh, extensive environments. Uh, the uh, so that they were some of the skill sets that that I was able to bring to to the station um, and and being uh, I guess a Santa Gertrudis um, uh, enthusiast or, or in the Santa Gertrudis <laughs> business uh, for as long as uh, I've lived and breathed yeah. uh, was was certainly a, a good match um, with uh, with uh, Bayou and Sarah Myers Yugobar Pastoral Company to um, uh, to come on board with them being. Uh, one of the initial original Santa Catrita studs uh, in Australia, and Mrs. Meyer's father, Sam Horden, was the founding president of Santa Catrita Australia and, and a director of King Ranch Australia. So, uh, long association with Santa Catrita there, and um, I guess my my love and interest for the breed. It's been a good match, and it's been a, a great journey ever since. What about the breed do you really love? Because you've brought that up a couple of times. So. What about the Santa Gertrudes just gets you every time? Look, I, I guess I, I just uh, probably the, the versatility and, and uh, uh, I, commercially I, I, I love, uh, I guess, uh, many breeds of cattle, but um, Santa Gertrudes for, for me have always been a, a breed that um, tick a lot of boxes for us. They're, they're uh, cattle that... Um, are certainly commercially orientated and uh, industry focused, and I think that that um, ability to gain weight quickly, which Santa Catrudas do very, very well on a commercial basis, um, and their ability to handle a wide range of environmental conditions and and meet uh, a broad spectrum of market specifications in the in the industry as a whole uh, are all. All attributes of the Santa Catrudas breed that uh, I certainly uh, love and enjoy. Well, and you sort of, I did ask you this before, but I guess we got a bit sidetracked. You know, your employees have been very generous to let you continue your own seed stock business uh, while working for, for Yorba. Um, so why do you still want to keep that part of it there for your personal business? Yeah, I guess it's just one of those uh, self-satisfaction, I suppose, uh, and the history that goes back with, with my involvement um, over time, um, it's just something nice to to have. And uh, I, I probably don't believe in the word retirement. You're too young anyway. What are you talking about, Rob? You shouldn't exactly, even be believing. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but it, so in in terms of you know, corporate careers and, and um, 
and pastoral companies, uh, there is there's always a a finite time of uh, in in um, in a professional career. But uh, uh, I guess our personal um, involvement with Santa Catrinus will be something that will remain for for many years to come. So it's a real it's a passion project, well and truly. Yeah, and look, it's I guess that's I, I believe if you're passionate about something, well, hopefully you do it well. And um, I would describe myself as certainly a passionate advocate for agriculture and a passionate advocate, particularly for the Australian beef industry. And and uh, I, I've loved uh, loved being involved in uh, you know right across the production supply chain from you know, commercial production to seed stock production. Um, and um, in recent years, uh, the opportunity to to sit on the board of the Northern Cooperative Meat Company, the um, as a, as a from to to gain more experience from the processing sector. So, so that the uh, the integration of of the whole supply chain is something that I've I've just just love uh, being involved with. Well, I was just I was literally hoping to ask you about that Northern Cooperative Meat Company just then because I think it's a, it is known as the Casino Food Op now, and obviously that is quite a different as you, as you just said different. Um, seen to what you have been part of. So why was that, um, like you said, you wanted to get more involved with the processing side of things and what's that experience been like and, and was it what you expected? Yeah, Jane, I've now sat on the board of the Northern Cooperative Meat Company, a casino food co-op now for, for five years. Um, uh, prior to that, I'd sat on the, I was a, a, a councillor of the Royal Agricultural Society of New South Wales, the Sydney show, and uh, uh, really enjoyed that experience for for a number of years, but but when I had the opportunity to become a board member of um, the food co-op, um, I uh, I saw that as an opportunity for me to to further my experience and understanding of of the processing sector and and uh, hopefully be able to make a contribution um, you know, in a broader sense across the industry. The co-op, you know. As the name suggests, isn't something that's terribly common um, in Australian the Australian beef industry yet, or at the moment. What about that model is is different and intriguing for you? The fact that it is producer owned and it goes back to I think we're, our origins go back to about 1922. Um, it, it is a it is a uh, a business that is owned by by the shareholders that are all uh, essentially. Uh, meat producers, um, and uh, having it, it's uh, today the, co- uh, the the meatworks and casino is the largest service works available for uh, processing in Australia. When it comes to um, anybody can uh, can engage a kill and uh, pursue their career or pursue their their own brand and, and market. Market uh, locally, domestically, or internationally through the through the the facility, and uh, we're 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 certainly proud of the facility at Casino and the uh, the uh, the history and the uh, and certainly the uh, the development and the the modernisation of the plant in recent years is something that I think uh, all members of the cooperative are, are very proud of. And what benefits do you think you know this kind of model offers the the members? Yeah, I guess I guess it's ownership in the in the in the supply chain. It's it's uh, it's um, feeling that um, that ownership right through 
through to the the end product or the opportunity to be able to, if you choose to be a uh, an operator at casino, um, to to process your cattle to follow that through with your own own brand, and to market it um, uh, with the, you know, a wide range of options there, and uh, and certainly the management team at at uh, casino are forever willing to to meet the the requirements of of uh, various people who choose to to kill there. So it's a it's a model that gives a lot of opportunity for for a lot of people, uh, and we've uh, privileged to have. Uh, members up and down the east coast of, uh, of Australia um, that, that send cattle long distances to casino and um, and hopefully it's a it's something that remains for many years to come. Do you think it's going to be becoming a more popular model around Australia? Look it's uh, I suppose we're headed currently headed into a period in the processing sector where you know supply nationally of cattle with the, the Australian beef herd down number wise is uh, Certainly, going going to place uh, plenty of challenges on all processes across the country in terms of um, uh, kill numbers, and and um, I, I believe the uh, the model is very strong. It, it has so many opportunities to to provide for for uh, producers and processes alike um, to to engage in in the in the provenance story about beef, and I think I think the consumer going forward really wants to wants to embrace that engage in that story about where their food comes comes from and and um casino has that opportunity to to provide that provenance story and and help producers uh and processes alike engage in that in that process yeah absolutely now rob you you strike me as someone that wouldn't have missed terribly many beef events no i don't think i've met, missed one really um, uh, and uh, it's been a it's certainly an honour and privilege to have uh, shown stud and commercial cattle, and to uh, officiated uh, as a as a judge uh, in uh, the seed stock rings on on a number of occasions. They're, they're all uh, memories that I cherish and enjoy, and we uh, always look forward to the next Beef Australia event uh, where where we all come together and, and talk. All things, uh, all things beef. All things beef. Well, absolutely, absolutely. Now you've got a couple of um, winning ribbons, I guess, for judging competitions over your time, and it's been a big part of what you do. And I guess even just being involved in the seed stock side of things, you know, judging is such a huge part of that. What do you, you know, when you're going around um, Beef Australia, and I guess the the schools are becoming more and more involved. That program's massive. The young judges competition, you know, never needs to go looking for numbers. They're always overflowing. What does that mean to you when you've got that real enthusiasm and passion coming up through the ranks? Well, that's the future for our industry. Is you know, when we when we see the numbers of young people engaging in the young judges competitions, the paraders competitions. Uh, in generally attending these events and 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 soaking up and learning learning about the industry, it it, it gives us some terrific confidence that of the future for for the Australian beef industry and agriculture in general. And it's uh, it's it, it, the the whole process gives so many opportunities for young people. The uh, the the young judging component, if nothing else, teaches uh, young people to to express their point of view uh, about about cattle in, in this particular instance, but it also gives them confidence long, long term to express their, their viewpoints um, and uh, uh, across a number of subjects. And, it, and I think it's a great confidence building um, 
component of of youth and agriculture and uh, that and the parades competitions the, the lead steer competitions uh, that all, many many schools across the, the country now are involved in um, it's such an important part of, of of agriculture and it's something that we must continue to place pressure on our governments to uh, and educators to continue to provide that exposure for young people to to agriculture well, I think too, it's really what I love about it is that it's slowing things down. You know, I think everything, you know, in schools and life and jobs, everything's at a huge amount of pace. We're all time poor, but cattle judging, parading and learning those skills is something that you need time to do and you need to slow it down and you can't rush it. So I just really admire that aspect of it as well. Yeah, it just gives people time to focus on... on uh... On, on what they what they're doing, it's just a great opportunity to immerse yourself in a, um, something that you love and enjoy. And uh, uh, I, I think uh, the endurance of these events and the number of young people that we're seeing continue to come forward to show interest uh, in uh, in beef related activities is just fantastic. And um, you know, congratulations again to Beef Australia, the committee to continue to you know, encourage these events and and, um, and bring them to the fore. When you are selecting which events you're going to go to at Beef 21, where where are you going to focus your time? The beef events give you an opportunity to find out, you know, what's, what the latest uh, technologies are and uh, it gives you an opportunity to see uh, the, the latest trends in terms of um, seed stock, genetics, um, uh, the developments in animal health, supply chain uh, agreements, uh, just and, and mixing and engaging with with not only your clients that are often spread out over the country, but you know, certainly meeting new ones and um, and being being informed about what what is happening in the industry, what you know, what trends are emerging and and uh, probably uh, giving you the, the tools to you know, make further decisions down the track on how what direction your breeding program is likely to take and and um, and explore those new business opportunities uh, as they develop. Well, that's actually a lot to fit into a week, really, isn't it? Oh, Let alone a couple it's, of days. <laughs> uh, it, it is a massive, uh, massive week for for beef uh, for beef enthusiasts, um, <laughs> and uh, it's it's just one of those uh, events that you really once once you've been engaged with them and involved with them, you really don't want to miss them. And uh, I think. Uh, uh, I, amongst many other producers, are certainly looking forward to uh, this year's uh, Beef Australia. Which hat are you wearing? Are you wearing your Yugalba, um or your uh, Riverina Santa Gertrudes or both? Uh, I'll probably be wearing all of them, including uh, being there uh, as a director of the Casino Food Co-op yep. Cooperative. Um, my main business, of course, will be uh, representing um, Bar Pastoral Company. Um, but um, all sides of it uh, come together when it when we head to Rockhampton. No, it doesn't really matter, does it? It's a, <laughs> it all just rolls into one big uh, happy family and good conversations and excellent beef. What's your favourite? Like I know we've sort of skirted around this a little bit, but you know that interbreed parade is something pretty spectacular. So where are you when that's happening? Yeah, look, that that's something that that as it, it, that's an event not to miss um, if you. Uh, Obviously, if you're in the 
the seed stock industry, uh, comparing comparing those animals that uh, that have been successful in their respective breeds, looking at industry trends and phenotypes. And I, I think the industry, interesting thing for me is uh, over the last decade or more, a number of our breeds phenotypically are beginning to look more similar. They will, various breeds will have different breed characteristics that relate to those breeds. Some will have more ear, more hump, uh, more looseness of skin, but when you look into the, uh, the the carcass composition of a lot of these cattle, they're becoming more and more closely aligned. And I guess as as um, and, and that's that's showing the the relevance of of our, our top breeds across the country and uh, their uh, commitment to to um, you know being a bigger player in the industry and in, in in the market and um, and being competitive. So that's 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 something I love to see is. Uh, on that interbreed day, the opportunity to compare the the best of the best uh, amongst all breeds, and um, and and it's that's what beef in general that week does is gives everybody an opportunity to see not only the cattle that are, are shown on the end of a halter, but the uh, the commercial cattle that are shown at uh, at Gracemere, uh, the the pens of cattle on display uh, through the trade sites. Um, there's uh, there's a, a tremendous amount to see. Um, uh, apart from technologies and and uh, uh, Toyotas trucks and, and all the other tools of the trade that that are on show as well. Absolutely, it's a full smorgasbord of the entire production chain. I do want to go back to sort of the the seed stock side of things a little bit because when you were talking about the judging, you know, highlighting the fact that it gives um, young people, but of course adults, confidence in their opinions and what they think about certain breeds. You've mentioned that um, a lot of these breeds are becoming similar, but it's still a very patriotic game. Like once you have your breed that you grew up with or or love, it's hard to break out of that. So when when the judging is happening, and obviously not everyone's opinions are the same, how does how does that play out? Does it get a bit get a bit narky, get a bit competitive behind the scenes? Oh, look, it's it, it's uh, it's always competitive, um, but I, I think. I think it's always uh, the, the broader, the broader uh, percentage of people involved in the industry uh, are strongly competitive. But at the end of the day, our competition isn't individual breeds, whether it be a Santa Catrudis or a Brahmin or a Charolais or a Hereford. It's it's other protein sources, and you know our our real competition often is uh, is is those other protein sources that that the consumer has an opportunity to to spend their their. Uh, a weekly shopping dollar on and and, and I think uh, as that, that to me is one of the really important things is a competition amongst our our breeds and and producers in the uh, in the industry is important to for for excellence and improvement in, in genetics but the uh, the reality is we're all on the one side the one team we're all promoting beef um, and the more we can continue to focus and and engage that way. Uh, yes, be competitive, but uh, largely it's, it's friendly rivalry. But competition, uh, comparison of, of animals, uh, is is always and will continue to be important to you know, strive for excellence uh, in the in the breeds that you're producing and the and the cattle and the industry as a whole. 
Wow, you answered that very well. That was a that was a not answers, but spun it around on me, Rob. So that was <laughs> that was a, that was a great answer. But I guess when you're saying that you know you're competing with other protein sources, and and the Australian beef industry is is as broad as it is one family. Um, what could we do better at at breaking through with some of our um, stories on our you know welfare uh, terrific welfare issues the delicious and nutritious product? What are, what are we what could we improve on? Yeah, look, I guess I guess when it comes down to our national representation, just just um, uh, as an industry, speaking with one voice is something that uh, we we probably have for many years to a degree struggled with but uh, I think for the sake of the industry for the sake of, of beef and and our future the it is so so important that that we all are on the one page uh, rowing in the same direction in the same boat um, for the good of the industry that we we all love um, so to me that's ex- extremely important Obviously, you're focused quite a lot on the seed stock side of things, but you can tell that you've got a real passion for the the product itself. So, what's your what's your favourite part of that production? Is it seeing fat bullocks go over the hook, or is it a really well bred calf hitting the ground? What's or a uh, look? I just love all 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 the. All oh, don't be generic, the... Rob. Come on, give me a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> you can't love everything, <laughs> or maybe well. you can. What's what's not like, what's there not to love about the beef industry and and what what the industry are involved in? I think it's just such a great, great uh, part of the um, a, a great it's a great lifestyle. It's a great business to be in. Um, but um, look, I get satisfaction personally out of breeding a, a you know a, a, the genetics that that produce a grand champion animal or an interbreed champion cow. I I probably get equally as much satisfaction out of seeing um, uh, steers uh, um, gain weight rapidly, you know, hit, hit market specs. And um, but there's nothing better than sitting down at, uh, at, at, a, at, a, at a great uh, steak restaurant eating a, a, the end product. And I think that's um, it's the culmination of all those things that it just make being involved in the industry so great. Well, look, you, you've led me on to where I have been finishing a few of these interviews on, but um, I've asked everyone on this podcast the same question of what your favourite cut of beef is, which for some people has been like choosing their favourite child and others have made it quite easy. Do you cook? Are you a cook? Uh, only on a barbecue. My <laughs> wife is my wife is a, an excellent cook and uh, uh, unfortunately my weight gain ability has been probably ahead of where I'd like it to be. <laughs> Uh, but, um, uh, but personally, but uh, yeah, I do love the barbecue. Uh, that's, I guess, uh, that's. So that's I'll give you, bloke, I'll give you a cheat. Right, it is, it is. Um, so you love to barbecue. If you came home and, um, what would be the your favourite meal that Lorraine would cook? Average Tuesday, Wednesday, midweek meal. What's your favourite cut of beef? Well, if she'd let me, I'd eat beef three times a day, seven days a week. But. Um, so you're carnivore. the original carnivore diet before it was trendy. Uh, oh, definitely, definitely, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Look, I, I, I love I love a medium rare tenderloin. Um, uh, well, tenderloin cube roll. To be honest, cube roll cube is roll. probably. I'm going to keep chopping and changing here, but a uh, cube <laughs> roll is is something that I really it is a is a cup that I enjoy for its consistency and its flavour and 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 tenderness and um, 
just don't overcook it. I just hate seeing these people cook cook steak well done. It should be a law against it. Yes. No, I completely and utterly agree. I, I come undone when we bring a killer home and you're putting it away and I can't decide. I've like got a week of um, menus planned out in my head before it even gets in the freezer. You get a bit sport for choice, really, in this in this game, don't you? Yeah, sure do. Yeah, sure do. <laughs> but look, thanks so much for your time, Rob. I really appreciate um, having a chat, and we'll see you at Beef Twenty One. My absolute pleasure, and look forward to catching up. Beef Australia is proudly supported by our principal partners. Thanks to the Australian Government Department of Agriculture, Water and the Environment, the Queensland Government, Meat and Livestock Australia and the Rockhampton Regional Council. Thanks for listening. You can hit subscribe to make sure you don't miss any of our episodes. And if you are enjoying listening to the show, we would appreciate a quick rating and review. Visit beefaustralia.com.au for more information on this great event.